the other day before um, I was trapped, I traveled to LA for work for a job. And the night before I posted a video, how I usually don't get affected by the trolls, but there was like one night where, or a few days in a row where I was just like, go on Weight Watchers, go for a run, do this, do that. It was just like a lot at once. I went to the airport the next day and I was leaving, getting into my Uber to go. And this woman on the street was like, are you doing okay today? I would have started sobbing. And it was like crazy. Like I was just like, oh my God, like this like random woman in the world like knows what I'm going through and just like saw that. Like it's so insane. Like only like TikTok would like me have that happen. Like it's just crazy. Welcome to the official TikTok For You podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Broski, and we're going to discuss everything TikTok with the creators who have turned the platform into a global community and cultural phenomenon. If it's in culture, it starts on TikTok. Welcome back to another episode of the TikTok For You podcast. I am Brittany Broski, and today I'm joined by TikTok's resident curvy model, who's open, honest, and real about the state of the fashion industry today. She's making body positivity trendy again, and she's known for her realistic clothing hauls from a variety of different brands. Uh, it's Remy. Welcome, Remy. Hey, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we even get into it, I just need to tell you that I am obsessed with you. I've been following you since you started a couple months ago. Um, and when I found out you were coming on the pod, I was like, ah, you make me giggle and gaggle, Miss Girl. Well, the feeling's mutual. So um, thank you. I feel the exact same way about you. I feel soul bonded to you in this moment. <laughs> so tell us about um, kind of your beginnings. I know you graduated college in like 2017. Um, and then how you go from there to TikTok. I mean, what's that journey? Oh, there's been a journey. Um, I I graduated like not even when I was in college. Like I've just known forever. I've had like a very strict plan of like what I wanted my life to be like. Mm -hmm. um, so from forever ago, I was like, I want to be in PR. Like I want to be like the head of something in like PR or marketing or something like that. So I was working at title and then the pandemic happened. So I actually got furloughed last April. So like a year mm. ago. And then they were like, you're hundred percent coming back. Like all the people that got furloughed got let go in July. So this was this past July. Mm. So I was like, we, what do I do? Because there was no jobs in general, but no jobs in music, entertainment, anything with marketing in that industry. And I was losing my mind because I really need to stay busy or I, it's just not good for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I really was like, what do I do? What do I do? And my dad is in the fashion industry and he had the idea of like, why don't you look into plus modeling, which I used to get offended by the idea he's brought it up before. And I used to, I gained probably like 50 pounds in the past two years. Same. And I, you know, used to be, obviously, I'm not happy about that, but I used to be more like embarrassed by it where now I'm clearly embracing it and talking about it publicly. Um, so I was like, you know what, why not? I have nothing else happening for me. Long story short, went, applied to all these modeling agencies, ended up signing with one, which was more of a boutique one in New York City, signed with them to do fit modeling originally, which is when you just go into, you know, different designers and showrooms and they fit the clothes on your body. Mm -hmm. um, and you make good money from that, but they were also like, you could do print modeling too. Um, so at, even though I was very excited about that, signed with them, 
I still was doing nothing with the pandemic, like modeling, you couldn't really go in person as much. It was very slow. Right. So- when, when the job includes like p- touching other people and touching clothes, can't really do that. Yes, exactly. Like, so it, it's, I got so excited and then it kind of was like still the same thing, nothing going on. So it was a lot of me like sitting in my room and being like, what do I do that? I even started like which I hated being an assistant, but I was like needed to do something that I started like DMing influencers and different people in New York City being like, wow. can I assist you for free? Like I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. And no one answered me. And <laughs> which thank God that happened anyways, because look now, but how I got into TikTok was really just, I, I never was huge into being on TikTok only a few months before that during the pandemic. Then I started around that time really seeing more videos that were like body positivity or, you know, fashion or funny. And I just like at that, I just wanted to laugh. Like, you know, like things that I more was just like, this is what I like to see. I didn't know TikTok had all of this. Um, so I was like, you know what? I started seeing some of those videos and I was like, I could, I could do this. But like, I think maybe I could do it, not do it better, but I was like, I have a personality And I feel like I have the humor and things that I wanted to always be able to share with the world. But with everything I was doing behind the scenes, it was nothing. No one cared who I was, you know, was just told I'm not good at this, this and this. And it just truly tore down my confidence from just working, you know, three years in marketing and PR and just doing what I was doing. It clearly wasn't meant. Yeah. Shut up and turn. Go get the coffee sort of thing. It's like, all right. So, um, I really, all I could say is that with TikTok, it was not planned. I never thought this would happen. It's the best thing that ever did happen to me, but I, um, you know, I really started one day when I, I really was, um, I always would take funny pictures of like when I would get clothing online and sent to me and just like send it to my friends and be like, wait, mm-hmm. so insane. Like why? Like, this is just so funny. Like when I would shop in person growing up, I would actually get upset because it was so stressful, like physically going there. No, I-, I could talk about this with you for hours. It's the same of, you know, like even something as small and insignificant as going shopping with your friends. It's not the same when you're the only plus size woman in the group or the plus size person in the group, you you know, it's like, especially when, oh, this is cute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's all get matching. It's like, it's not the no, same. No, that's not going to work for me. Like, yeah, I'm so um, it's, it's hard. And it was always hard. It's like any kid would love for their parents to be like, let's go shopping. And I would be like, no, mom. Like, I would like literally throw a hand drop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but online was different because it was so comical to me how different Anyone, whether you're larger, you're skinnier, you're short or tall, no one looks like the model on the website in that outfit. Mm-hmm. It's just not a thing. So I would just, you know, I was laughing about it. And it's so funny because I made four TikToks that were more like celebrity lookalike TikToks in a size 16 compared to like Hailey Bieber, Chrissy Teigen, whatever. No one saw them. You know, it was just kind of like whatever. And I was sure. like, right, wow, this is a lot of work and editing to be put into something for people not to see. And I was like, whoa. But the, it's just so funny because that fourth or fifth video that I did that was truly for my friends that I never thought anyone would see was me making fun of myself in these clothes that looked nothing like it did online. And it went viral at the time for what I thought was viral. And then the, I did a similar one the next day. And then from then on, it just like that I realized I was like, wait, no one does this. How does no one show online the bad clothes and only shows good? Like I thought it was insane. Like I was like, wait, I thought this was something everyone talks about, but no one ever did. 
No, it's it's the internet culture. Yeah, for sure. It definitely started something because it's that internet culture of, you know, I'm only going to show the best things in my life. And who is that serving, girl? That was cool in 2015, 2016 when it was like, oh my God, this idea of an influencer and whatever. And now it's just like, I nothing impresses me anymore. I've seen it all. It's like, show me the stretch mark. Show me that it doesn't fit. Show me your meltdowns because I have that too. It's Everyone nice. does. Everyone does. And we want relatability. And like, that's what people want. And if, and you could be the most perfect put together influencer and edited in your pictures in the world, but you still have those same issues. Like, don't you want to relate to people too? And I think that's why TikTok, like for me, I think is the most amazing thing in the world and and like, hopefully is there forever and ever because it's the this wouldn't have happened on other platforms like this is the platform i think that like made realness like cool again or like not even just made it cool like people want to see it yeah i agree um going back to so you were doing these realistic clothing hauls showing um the lack of size inclusivity why do you think that's so important to show I think it's important because I think it was, like I said, never talked about. And I think it's something that so many people have felt, even if you're not like me in a size 16, but you're a size even like eight and more midsize. Or again, if you're just, even if you like people that are shorter and can't find the right clothing, like, but again, going towards plus size, I would say it's still so new and it's mind boggling to me. Like, why is it on people's websites? They have to make a point extended sizing and big colors. So like, I, I mean, that's good because I'm happy for the brands that are trying anyone who's trying, I will give it right. to but like, it should be so different where eventually it's just like in the mix with everything else size, like just all the sizes are there. And it's right. like, really crazy and sad that just seeing in the fashion industry all of the known name brand names that all people are seeing on TikTok or on social media it's like people are also sitting in the corner just wishing they could shop there and they literally can't even shop there they're, they're not able to I haven't been able to my whole life shop at all these stores that let's say my sister who's a lot smaller than me and always has brought home these clothes I literally have not been able to even have right. that opportunity how is that fair Right. And I also feel like it's a lose-lose because, you know, as we're sitting in the corner feeling like, oh, you know, left out, whatever, there's so much money to be made on the brand side. If you would just put, throw a double XL in there, maybe once, (laughs) like I'm begging on my knees. Yeah. I mean, in America, the, the average size is a plus size, considered a plus size. So it's like, don't you want to make more money and have more customers? Like to me, it makes no, and I understand because I've asked brands this, especially doing modeling and fittings, like why Mm -hmm. don't you have bigger sizes? And I get it. It's all money material, but like you'll make that money back plus more. Right. Just do it. Like that's what, what, but you know what? It's, it's working. I think the more and more there are brands that are out there that respond to my videos, email me, say they appreciate it. Even when I kind of make fun of them and, and and not even make fun of them, but just try and make it known. Like you got to make a difference. And the brands that don't respond and the brands that do nothing, they're going to be the left out ones eventually because things are starting to change in a better way. You're so right. Speaking of, you know, those, those brands that are doing it right. You just did a campaign with Aerie. They've always kind of been, I feel like ahead of the curve 
curve, no pun intended, when it comes when it comes to, you know, inclusivity and also celebrating what a real woman's body looks like, um, especially when it comes to, you know, lingerie and bras and panties and all that. Do you feel like that that's true? I mean, for your do you remember like as a kid seeing them? I don't not as a kid, because I'm not even kidding until last year. I just I always like I kept clothes that didn't even fit me and wore them just because I was like, I hated to shop so much. So it wasn't until I right. really took the time until what am I even saying last? Like when I started all this eight months ago or something, which is crazy, like that I actually started shopping and doing this. It's new to me too finding these brands. But yes, during the pandemic, I would say so a year ago at this time, Aerie was like the first brand because we're buying sweatpants. Like we needed comfy clothing and I had nothing that fit me that was comfortable. So I bought all like Aerie sweat clothes and I was like, oh my God, they have my size. It's comfortable. It's cute also. Um, that's kind of when I found it, but I always knew of it and knew that they were, you know, their their brand aligned just so well with mine was just like, that campaign was called Airy Real. And it's just like more, I think they're more leaning into plus sizes now, but they were always promoting being real in general, even if you're that's not plus size, but like unedited photos and right. like that, which I love. From a next question, I kind of just want to throw out a disclaimer. I'm going to focus on kind of like the female body standard, the, the, like for women, um, but it extends to non-binary folk as well. You know, like when it comes to being plus size, if you can relate to that, you can relate to it. But I wanted to ask you specifically, in your mind, who do you think of as like the feminine body standard or beauty standard? And do you think that that discussion is evolving? You know, because over the years, it's gone from in the 50s, it was Marilyn Monroe, the curvy, you know, cone, bra, whatever, not 90s, the boy supermodel body. And now it's Kim Kardashian. So, you know, do you see it evolving? Who in your mind is the beauty standard, et cetera, et cetera? You know, it's really hard. I, I can't really pick one person because to me, even like you bringing up the Kardashians, like to me, I, I even thought that was, it did making a difference a few years ago, because to be honest, it was like supposed to be like straight skinny. And then you had, you saw Kirk's for the first time and that did make a change. I know there's a lot going on right now with how they edit their photos and edit their right. I, I am a, a Kardashian stan, so I'll, I'll stay away from that. But I, I do, I do think I think that made a difference, and I think we're we're now going on to the next step of like what that is. I, I don't really know. You know, there's people that I look at to where I think it's like depends on the person because I, I think times are changing so much where it's like, and it's the whole body positivity thing is your body's not supposed to look like anyone. It should be just what your body is. So I can't even pinpoint one person. It's like, I can pinpoint who I would love to look like. It's like, you always want something else. Like I look on TikTok at Ashley Graham and I think that's a, she has a beautiful body, but like, I'm also still trying to love my body the way it is too. But we always want, you always have someone in your mind. But to answer your question, I don't think there's that one person anymore. And I don't think there like will be because I think that's the whole point of TikTok and the body positivity movement movement and all of these things is like, you shouldn't be like picking someone else's body to look like the one like standard. Right. No, I definitely agree. And it's weird trying to grow out of the kind of um, misogynistic views that I've had of myself and of other women growing up, you know, comparing 
ourselves to other women that we deem as more beautiful than us. And my roommate, Sarah Shower, had a, a really good take on it. We were talking about this the other day, and she was like, um, women see each other as art. You know, like we celebrate the individualities and the um, unique features that, you know, like um, Winnie Harlow with her, yeah. her skin is beautiful. Yeah. And like women want that almost. Mm. It's like a, this weird thing online where we celebrate our differences so much because it's art and it's beauty versus men tend to see women as, you know, objects of desire. And that's how I viewed myself for a long time. And breaking out of that with the help of TikTok and like feminist theory discourse on TikTok has been amazing. Yeah. I never would have got that otherwise. I I agree. And I think it's like, I also do, I think it's so helpful and I think it's changed my mindset as well. I think Mm -hmm. that's also important to say, like, that's why I try, you know, I wouldn't consider myself like, I think I'm part of this body positivity movement, but I wouldn't consider myself a body positive creator because I can't tell you right now that I'm in love with the way that I look. But you know, that's- I just gotta chill down my body because my next question was literally gonna be like this idea of um, role model is yeah. thrust upon people who one time, you know, in one moment, we're like, I'm learning to love myself. And now all of a sudden, you've become this beacon for the body positivity community. But that's hard on you, I can imagine. It really is. It really is. And I'm, I I in no way, like, it's so hard, because even when I want to bunch my parents or my friends, I'm like, but wait, I don't want to complain, because I'm so thankful and grateful that this is all happening. And this is where I want to be. I've always felt like I've had so much to share. And I love helping people. And I love being the person, like I answer as many people as I can. Like, this is like my favorite. I wouldn't have continued doing this if I didn't think it was affecting so many people in a positive way. Like that's just Absolutely. so much better for me. But every day I'm struggling on my own. Like I literally just like right from here came from a doc, a doctor talking about like, okay, like what do I do next? Because I gained 50 something pounds and like, I need to make sure I'm also healthy. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's a hard balance where you know, putting my body, it's so weird because putting my body on the internet when I do the videos, I don't look at myself upset or anything like that. It's more when I'm alone, looking in the mirror, like realizing how different I look compared to what I used to. I'm not happy, but I'm like so happy with what I'm sharing online. I'm so happy with the videos. I laugh at some of the things I post. Like it makes me, it's like when I'm watching it, I'm almost watching another person and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's very, it's a weird thing. And I don't realize that even when I'm doing it, I have to send my videos sometimes to some friends is this a good point? Is this funny? Cause I don't know. And then when it's up and then I'm starting to see people's feedback and then I'm rewatching it and then I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, it's like a very, the whole thing is a weird thing. I mean, it also just how fast For sure. too. So it's like, yes, my, it's not like I just got well known for anything. It's like, I got well known for things I'm literally struggling with on a daily basis. And then I'm trying to like deal with that still while still promoting it. And like right about it to the world at the same time, it's a hard balance for sure. Well, and on on top of that, you have a following now, a massive following, and they're super engaged. Would you? Do you like this trend of um the besties? They're all your besties. I love this trend. Yeah, no, I do. I feel like it's so weird. You could feel close to all these strangers, but you know, like. I never, I always was someone that I like loved talking to anyone. So like, and it's so easy for me. So like, 
you know, when my friends or other people are like, is that weird? You're just like messaging. I'm like, no, like, I don't think it's weird. I actually feel like these people know me now. And I am talking about like the ins and outs of my life. So they do know. I saw this lady. I, I okay. The other day before um, I was trapped, I traveled to LA for work for a job. And the night before I posted a video, how I usually don't get affected by the trolls, but there was like one night where, or a few days in a row where I was just like, go on Weight Watchers, go for a run, do this, do that. It was just like a lot at once. And I was moving and traveling and I was just like very overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I made a video about it. And I was like, you know what? I was just doing a video for all of you. And it's not all of you, but I was like, now I'm pissed. Now I don't want it. Like I want to do this because like, it makes me happy. And like seeing all that, you know, sometimes it's going to bring me down. I was just talking about it. And it was, my point is that I went to the airport the next day and I was leaving, getting into my Uber to go to my job in LA. And this woman on the street was like, are you doing okay today? (gasps) I would have started sobbing. I was like, what? She's like, she was like, screw the haters. I saw your video last night. I just want to make sure you're okay. Randomly. And it was like crazy. Like I was just like, oh my God, like this like random woman in the world like knows what I'm going through and just like saw that. Like it's so insane. Like only like TikTok would like me have that happen. Like it's just crazy. No, literally. We have never been so interconnected, not only just like globally through the internet, but like TikTok is just, there's something in it. I'm telling you because like the people that need to see certain videos, see them. And it's weird, and I don't know how the algorithm works. It's some sort of witchcraft science, but it's I, like I, I do. You have those moments ever on your for you page where you're like, "What the universe is yeah. speaking to me?" Yeah? yeah. And the best is that I'm a commenter, so like I don't care who it is. Like last night, I'm in my bed, ha ha, laughing alone, whatever. Like at all these videos that were just like the perfect time to come up on my page, and I'm just like, I my favorite is first of all reading the comments because you truly feel like these people are like reading your mind. Like how are these yes. people thinking what I'm thinking? That's the best reading the comments on TikTok, and then when I comment, and then people are like respond. It's just so. It's just like the best part of it. Yeah, you're connecting with like everyone around the world you have no idea what they're doing what you're doing but you're just like friends because you think the same things it's just like it's insane right 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 kind of going back to you were talking about just you know how as great as the comments are a lot of people like to play doctor in the comments you know they think that they can fix your life and fix your whatever i get it too you've been open about um and we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to but your binge eating disorder yeah Guess what, sister? I have the same one in therapy and recovery for it. And I've commented on a few of your TikToks before where I'm like, oh, my God, the visibility of this is so nice because so many people, you know, whether you can afford therapy or not, it's like people struggle with this every day and they may not know that it's a binge eating disorder. Yeah. And it can be more, you know, it can manifest in ways other than just eating. I mean, over exerting yourself, over exercising, like just overdoing it in general. Have you gotten up like support for being that raw and honest online or has it kind of backfired? Because I've, I've overshared online and it's backfired for me before. That is the one thing that I think has actually become harder and Mm. kind of backfired in a way because I'm getting thousands of opinions and all those opinions are really different. And I'm already getting enough different opinions from all the different doctors and therapists and people I've gone to and then stop seeing them and seeing a new one. It's like, I finally was like, 
I almost think I have to, I love to talk to people, to talk about myself and so that other people can relate to that on TikTok. But I almost think this is one thing I have to stop talking about for a little while until I can feel better about it because right now it's not better. And how can I keep sharing it and then getting more opinions from all these people? It's just going to only overwhelm me even more. So right. Did and since my last video talking about it, which was probably like a month ago, I haven't posted about it again because I'm seeing someone new and they're helpful and then it excites me and I want to share that. But I stopped myself because you know what? I get you get excited when someone's helping you, but then you could binge again and then it's a, it's a really exhausting cycle. An uphill battle. I could still talk about it. It's not that. It's something I'm dealing with every day. But it's like really crazy that it's like been still happening and still like I could have all of this success and great things going on. And then I still come home at the end of the day and like binge. And it's like, why? Like, it's just, I know it's going to take time for me. And it's like, I want to be able to help other people when I myself, but I don't think that's one of those things. I think it's great to make it like visible and talk about, but like, you have to like, I think, and you could tell me if, especially if you've overcome it, but like, I think that's something you need to like literally do by yourself. And when you're ready, like, I don't think you could just like fix it from what other people do and show you on TikTok. No. And it's very much, you know, as much as the, um, the representation matters, you know, like when I was talking about mine, it's very much like the followers are very supportive that you're seeking treatment. You know, it's like, I, I, the fact that you were able to say, I have a problem, I need help, I'm going to seek therapy and, and start this journey to recovery, that inspires a lot of people in the following. But it also is like, the flip side of it is, well, therapy isn't going to fix it all. I mean, you're, you gained all that weight, you need to go exercise, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Okay, you're not my mother. Yeah. If, if you were my mother, I'd be like, don't comment on my body. Yeah. Like, it's not, I made the conscious decision to be honest with my following (laughs) and you have to deal with the repercussions of that sometimes. And it it sucks, but that's kind of with the position that we're in, we have the potential to influence so much change and so much positivity and light. And I try to remind myself of that because at times it can just be like, Oh my God, everyone's out to get me. Yeah. And like you said, it, it, you know, yeah, my recovery has been kind of stunted by, you know, people online who like to talk yeah and it's it's at the end of the day you know whatever pushes us closer to recovery and it is it's an ongoing battle every single day I struggle with it and I'm like you said you do too so it's it's finding that balance of how do I share with my following I want you guys to know me and I want you guys to be seen Mm -hmm. on my page but also keep your distance (laughs) I I don't know you like that what was the last thing that you've shared about any of that on your page um I talk about it um on my I have a spam account I talk about it on my spam account where I will tell them when I've binged like the last time I binged what I was feeling in that moment you know that I regret it whatever or just like hey I had a great day in therapy today whatever and people will comment and be like, I start therapy soon. Like I I've seen enough, you know, on, on TikTok where I think it's really time to start therapy. And I'm like, that's great. That from someone watching my bullshit videos online was like, I'm going to start the path to self-recovery. And I'm like, ah, that's a fantastic. Yeah. And that's the, those are the things, that's what makes it worth it. A hundred percent. Um, 
And yeah, no, I had a moment even today where it's like, it's like battling with what you should share or not share. Because after I went to the doctor and I thought a lot of what he said about the binging was so great. I was like, oh, now I want to share this on my page, but I right. still haven't talked about it. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it is, that's exactly, yeah, I couldn't say it any better. Just like finding that balance between, I want you guys to know me, but not that, not that close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for talking about this, by the way. It's a very raw, personal thing. Moving on to some more fun stuff. Wait, before we yeah. move on. Yes. You can sing. I'm, no. Yeah. No, no, no. We're not talking about all this. No, no, we are because I, I literally like was like looked on your video and then I was like trying to see if it was someone else's voice because I haven't seen, I don't know if you post singing videos, but I haven't seen you sing before. So I was like, hey, this is real. I'm really confused. And then I'm not sure if you saw mine, but I posted one right after singing the same line as you. And I put it the other day and I put it in my caption. I was like inspired by Britney because now I've been, she's been singing Etta James all around my apartment all day while I'm moving. Aww. Oh, no, that's really sweet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll just be singing sometimes. But it's this weird, it's this weird thing of like, I, I get in the mindset sometimes of feeling very pigeonholed online, you know, oh, I'm the funny girl, can't do anything else. But it's like, you can, you're a whole, you are a well-rounded, multifaceted person, and you should be able to show that off on TikTok. And so I kind of took a leap of faith posted it and people I was overwhelmed with you know positive response so it was thank you so much that is the one thing I think on all of our pages on TikTok those people follow you for what your main thing might be mm. and it's really hard because I've tried posting maybe like three singing videos in total and I'm pretty confident I have a good voice but like I get a significant less views and likes and people that see those videos it's like they follow me for the realistic hauls and when I post clothing and like that's what it is but lately I've been just like not giving a shit and been like listen I'm I'm moving I'm doing this I I'm singing while I'm moving I'm running around I'm doing do you like these new glasses I got like just whatever because I'm like if you like me and want to see more of me I'm just gonna share all of it and I've Period. been overwhelmed lately that I can't do the hauls I've been doing because I was traveling and then moving and I'm like okay I'm ready to get back into it next week but it makes me feel like oh my god am I gonna lose followers whatever like the people that are there that are my like loyal besties and followers will stay there and I just have to do what's best for me and show me like people are following me for just my accounts Remy Bader you know like that no exactly part of me yeah well even with the clothing hauls I mean it's not people aren't following you to be like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to go buy this skirt. They're following you because they love your personality. They love your approach to life, your approach to fashion. The attitude and the way you carry yourself when you do the hauls is why people follow you. You know, because you could be putting this on a plus size mannequin and be like, see, now it doesn't really. No, they love the person. So I feel like TikTok is the perfect breeding grounds for creating these you know, personalities that deserve to be looked at and deserve to be, you feel like everybody's bestie, you know? And I, I, I love that. That's one of my favorite things about it. Okay. I want to play a game with you. Okay. It's kind of a rapid fire, but it doesn't have to be. I just kind of want to pick your brain, pick your brain really quick. So I want to do a bit called style tips with Remy. Okay. So I'm going to give you some questions and then just tell me how you would style these things. I'm scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. Okay, here we go. 
just to start off, what are three items that everyone should have in their closet as just like a baseline for any outfit? Okay. A blazer. Period. Wearing one right now. Um, I think a blazer just literally can make like you could wear literally sweatpants and wear a blazer. And then you're like strutting down the street. Love it. You're immediately you live in New York City. That's what that (laughs) means. (laughs) (laughs) Um I think a bodysuit as well. I think that a lot of people, especially plus size women, are like afraid of bodysuits and think they can't wear them. And I think that you can also throw on a bodysuit with like anything and like feel confident. I think so. Like I really have a lot of like, I don't have a lot of things. Like people think I do. I have a lot of like basic items that I wear on like a daily basis. I'm wearing a bodysuit right now under the blazer. Mm. So um, I think that is another thing. And also what about shoes or a staple pair of shoes hmm I mean it's hard with the time I mean like I have I think like a good pair no not shoes I think a good belt I think a good belt because like when I just for example was like starting to gain the weight and didn't really have much to wear it's like you could throw on a really good belt with like anything and it just makes your outfit like a lot stronger Um, and that like kind of helped me a lot when I felt like I was struggling to find other things that were cute or fit me. I would just throw one and that doesn't have to be a belt. It could be like a fun accessory, a colorful bag or like something that's just like one thing to make you feel like a little bit better about yourself in that moment. Something fun and something that you love. Love it. Um, all right. Next one. How do you style a beret? Okay. Well, I don't personally wear those. The only time I wore one was in my um, urban outfitters hall and I looked really cute and I had a little French accent with like a little cute plaid skirt. I really should. I should get one of those. I think I'd look cute. I see them all over Pinterest and I'm like, this is so cute. And then I buy it and I put it on and I say, I look like an idiot. Like I don't know how to style it. I think it's like, I don't, I think you could just style it any way you want. It depends kind of the outfit that you wear with it. But like, that's a hard one for me because I, actually don't own one and i'm not sure it's as much like my style sure 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 thoughts on the resurgence of y2k fashion we i don't want that in. y2k like um uh early 2000s the like shoulder bags the like thin brows yeah you you know what i'm talking about Oh, like flared jeans? Is that like going past? Like Like, low rise jeans. Like think about Ashley Tisdale at the High School Musical premiere. Um, Awful, awful. But it's in fashion again. Yeah. Well, when you say low rise jeans, that's just a no for me slash any other curvy girl in the world. I think I can't speak for everyone. But like, I don't care. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't care. Just like when they did the whole thing of like, you can't wear skinny jeans and like skinny jeans look good on me. And I'm sorry, most mom jeans like don't. So like, I'm, I ain't wearing low rise jeans and I'm going to continue wearing my skinny jeans. I will wear a little shoulder bag though, but it is funny (laughs) because like, they don't like, I feel like I have like, you know, like bigger arms and whatever. And like, I don't look the way that like these other girls look with the little shoulder back. Yeah. Where it just hangs off. I really want to, but like, it's like hidden under my arm and I look like, so I'm like, I don't know. I just like, (laughs) I'm still going with the way that like, I truly am like all about trying anything that I see is like trendier in style 
but I only stick with it if it genuinely like feels good and looks good in my body. Like the flare jeans, I was like, I will never wear. Love them. Think that they like look great if they're like high waisted and then they like flare out. I think it like really like looks great on a curvier body. And again, depends who it is, but I, I love that. So, um, I'm all about trying things, but you know, uh, low rise jeans, the berets, not for me personally. And definitely not together as well. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that. Okay. Last one. How would you style? I I think you've done this before in a few, um, leather pants, like black leather. Okay. So I'm wearing black leather Abercrombie pants right now. Um, like leather pants. Um, I think that it's actually like a really great, that's a good something that everyone should have, but it is difficult to find. I'm wearing more like leggings because I have tried on so many black leather or pleather pants and they're super uncomfortable depending the brand and also like hot, like it literally wet. So, um, but I do think that like you could literally wear a pair of those pants with like the most plain top and a blazer, leather jacket, denim jacket, like anything. And it looks cool. Like you don't want to like, you don't need to overdo it when you're wearing leather pants like that. You could wear like the most simple outfit. So um, I'm still on the hunt for some like real, you know, leather pants like that. But it's, there's been so many videos that I'm like drip sweating and trying on the pants because it like, it, it just, it's a lot. Right. Uh, and imagining like walking around in public wearing leather pants. I just, they look so cute, but it's like. <sighs> like I, got, I got the ones I'm wearing right now are like fake leather Abercrombie leggings that are super high waisted. I could breathe in them. I'm wearing it with like a big oversized blazer and a bodysuit and booties. And like, Love. it was very simple to put together and I'm comfortable. And that's what's important. I've, I am struggling. Like still, like everyone thinks I'm like this, just like fashion go-to I am not like it's like so crazy like I put all these outfits together and do the videos but then like you know this morning like I look and I'm like I don't well I don't want to wear jeans when I'm sitting and working all day that's uncomfortable right I don't have a lot of like comfortable pants and like there's this one pair of Zara black flowy pants that are I literally wear like three times a week and have to stop I need to find more like that because it's hard pants are hard as a curvier girl if you want to be actually care about being comfortable too and which I do care about absolutely well before we wrap up, do you have any advice as Remy Vader to the people out there who are struggling with confidence or loving themselves and the skin they're in? I know it is an ongoing battle, um, but do you have any words of advice? I think that it's really important to not focus on the negative things, even though it's really easy for that to come up in your head all the time and like really try thinking about like the positive things that you do, like not only about your body, but about like yourself as a person and like mentally, because I think that I've always really, really been a confident person mentally. And when coming, like when it's about who I am as a person and, you know, I'm also a sensitive person, but at the end of the day, when people say things, I'm like, well, I'm Remy Bader and this is what I'm going to do anyways. I've always been like that. And I think the body confidence will eventually grow and come along more with that. You know, when I get upset and like look in the mirror um, and try and accept my body as it is. I don't think that's the number one tip. You know, everyone says, get in there or look at yourself. It's like that, to be honest, like upsets me a little bit. I think, but I think picking the things that Ashley Graham did a, like a challenge the other day and it was like, 
showing the parts of your body and everything that you love. And I want to, you know, recreate it and do it too. And I, I started actually thinking about those things. I'm like, I love my lips. I love my dimples. I love my mother. So I was like, though, I'm always thinking of the negative, like try just picking even the small things about yourself you love. And I think that like, just it helps, but I think that mental is the first part knowing who you are as a person, like the body confidence will come along with it later. Don't just focus on like body, body, body. I think that's really hard. And I think that's what a lot of no offense, but to a lot of other body creators are like, I love my body. I love my body, but not everyone does. And it really takes time to get there. And I'm not even a hundred percent there yet, but going with the process and not just saying this because it's a TikTok related podcast, but like, I truly think that for me, not only just getting known on TikTok, but like watching other people's TikToks that are relatable to you, finding people that like, you know, remind you of yourself or, you know, maybe just doing and posting similar things that not even you wish you could do, but just things that inspire you like that has boosted my confidence and even getting posting myself and then getting the comments from other people and realizing, Oh, I never even knew that about myself. Like my, I always hated my teeth. Now everyone's like, you have the best smile. Like now I like my smile. So I'm not saying that you should listen to what everyone says. I'm just saying it is having people in a positive way, be there for you and surrounding yourself with good people. A hundred percent can boost your confidence as well. I love that so much. And for the people that don't have that network, the internet's there, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, Remy, what is next for you? Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, give us your handles, by the way, to follow you. My handle's at Remy Bader, my name, R-E-M-I-B-A-D-E-R. I have a lot of exciting things coming up that I will share soon. Cool. But I, it's coming up soon. I feel like I have a lot coming up. Like I said, I've been really super busy and overwhelmed the past like month or so, but I'm going to get back into like, really making a lot of content, a lot of hauls, exciting things. And there's a lot of exciting things to come. Yay! Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is probably one of my favorite episodes so far. I love you. I hope I get to meet you in person soon. And I wish you the best. Thank you, you too. That's it for this week's episode of For You. Share the love and keep the conversation going online. Leave us a review. Follow us on TikTok at, at TikTok and at TikTok Creators. Don't forget to use the hashtag For You Podcast. And remember to subscribe so you're notified every time we drop a new episode. Catch new episodes every week exclusively on TikTok Live, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever y'all get your podcasts. I don't know. For You is a TikTok and Gallery Media Group original production. All right, bye guys.